Good evening. This is Pigskin Picks. Tonight's program is being brought to you by Freedom Ford, Eastman Credit Union, Pizza King, Wells Fargo advisor Jason Sturgill, Delegate Terry Kilgore, the MECC Foundation, and the friends of the pigs, Louie and Brenda Lee. And now, Pigskin Picks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome in here to Pigskin Picks on 93.5 WAXM. Program 3 here on August 27th of 2020. Jacob Townsend, Corey Sanchez, Zach Helton will be with me here in just a moment. Adam Sturgill is not with me here tonight. We do, though, want to go ahead and get this out of the way. Johnson County and Sullivan North. We'll talk about the game here in just a few uh, segments. But that game has gotten started over on our sister station. If you're listening to the show live tonight here on WAXM uh, on uh, 8 o'clock on Thursday night, over on our sister station, 92.5, FM, 1220 AM, online at WLSDradio.com. I will be broadcasting the game at this moment, uh, Johnson County at Sullivan North. So we are taping this show earlier today due to that fact of that game getting moved up a day due to Hurricane uh, Lauren. Yes? Wait, wait. How does that work? I'm confused. Uh, How do I do uh, both at the same time? Yeah, are you are you a wizard? Uh, sometimes, but uh, this is the power of great technology and of great construction here at the WAXM building. <laughs> I didn't know we could do that. Yeah, uh, it's been a good week for construction here at WAXM. It's been a wonderful week to show it off. Um, but yeah, we uh, we are taping this earlier, uh, so go ahead and get that out of the way if you're hearing me on both stations. So that's how that's working. And so we, when we pick that game later on, obviously the game would have already kicked off, but we picked it earlier in the day. But, boys, it's good to hear you again. Uh, as always, like I said, Corey Sanchez, Zach Helton here with me, guys. And, uh, well, the picks went pretty well for you last week, Zach. Not as well for Corey. So, uh, Zach, I'll let you get the first dibs for your first comment. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, the man above mm-hmm. for my ability to pick football. Sure. The way I do, I, I, you know, I know the game. Mm-hmm. I've been around the game. I've taken a few concussions because of the game. So, you know, While broadcasting, uh, you know, right? I think, yeah, that okay. too. Yeah. I, a few concussions, a few concussions during broadcasting yeah. as well. But you know, I, I just like to thank all the little people out there as well who who believed in me mm-hmm. uh, last week and knew that uh, they could they could place their bets mm-hmm. if they were betting entertainment purposes only yes. on my pick. Obviously. Uh, felt like a NASCAR thing. They were going to thank our sponsors uh, as well there with that. Uh, Corey. Uh, you, RC Cola. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, sir. Uh, Zach had the lead. Actually, him and Adam both got six right last week. I got five. You were pulling up the rear at three. Would you like some comments to talk about your poor week? I mean, you know what? It's just, you know, feeling the waters. And what they say, a broke clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um Blind squirrel finds a nut. So you know, Adam, Zach, they found their blind. Uh, mm-hmm. They found their their nuts as the blind squirrels that they are. And you know what? We just move on. Marty Schottenheimer said it the best. It's not about the last play. It's about the next play. I'm on the next week. Well, that's a good adage there for Marty. I think he used that a few times in the playoffs after uh, all the losses <laughs> he had. Um, but 
Uh, fellas, let's go ahead and just get started with the recap. And let's start the game that we had on our sister station, WLSD. Sullivan Central defeating Sullivan North, ending the streak there in their last battle, 26-8. to Zach, I'm going to let you have first dibs here since you were the only one to pick the Cougars. Yeah, well, uh, go Cougars. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, I, I kind of hitched my wagon. They never fail all- you, do you? No, they do not. <laughs> I, I, I will always hitch my wagon to local Cougars uh, whenever possible. Uh, so, uh, definitely, uh, I felt uh, Sullivan Central is kind of one of those teams that are up and down, year in, year out. And, but mm-hmm. I think all the Sullivan schools are, are going to kind of rally around this year, especially the ones who are consolidating. But I, I think Sullivan Central is going to have a surprising year. Yeah, they're, uh, like I said, I saw them live there. That passing offense is really good. Uh, Will Nottingham, their quarterback, obviously had a great game, 244 yards passing, three touchdowns. He also added the rushing touchdown. And everybody's giving him the player of the week, so we're not handing out a player of the week. But if we were, Will Nottingham would probably get it as well. But, Corey, you like me, I picked Sullivan North, as did Adam. We all three did went with the Raiders, and it was just a tough week there for Sullivan North. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you go with the station loyalty right mm-hmm. there, but, uh, you know, loyalty, loyalty kind of shot you in the foot there. Um, and, you know, Zach, he does have those experience with those older cats, I mean Cougars. So, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, maybe they can bounce back here uh, uh, next week and uh, this week or today. So Yeah, and I, I, I believe – also, for Zach, he's gotten concussions while playing with the Cougars. Uh, I think he's he's gotten concussions while playing football, playing against the Cougars, and while broadcasting. He's very versatile in that way. Well, some of those some of those concussions are still in litigation, so we can't quite divulge uh, <laughs> Sorry. too much information. Sorry. If but, you're yeah, Zach's lawyer, yeah, please don't be listening. Cougars, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But like I said, yeah. Sullivan North takes the loss there, 26-8. They fall to 0-1. Sullivan Central moves to 1-0. and Dobbins Bennett defeated Tennessee High. Everyone took the Indians, and since they did so, Corey, I'll let you have first dibs on this one for the fighting Kingsport Indians. I told you this was going to happen, right? Had the power of the band and all this stuff, but uh, they weren't there. But, you know, it it is what it is. Good job by uh, DB to get that well-earned win that I was predicting. So Mm -hmm. one of my three wins, uh, excited for that one. Yeah, it was a really nice pick there by you. I think I said last week, Zane Whitson, the quarterback, was returning for uh, Dobbins Bennett. Cole McBray was not returning for uh, Tennessee High. He's now at Emory and Henry. And that wasn't really the difference since it was 35 to nothing. But Steven Johnson, the new Q, uh, QB there for Tennessee High, just couldn't get anything going. 11 of 25, 56 yards, one interception, while uh, Tyler Tesner, the running back for Indians, had over 200 yards rushing. So great game for him. Zach, what was your thoughts? Uh, it's the story as old as time. I mean, mm-hmm. Dobbins Bennett always dominates Tennessee High. I think it, it seems like every sport. Uh, so it was kind of – that was, I think, an easy pick for all of us. Uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee High uh, still trying to uh, – I don't know. They went through a few coaches, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it just seems like they're still just trying to find our wing somewhere. But uh, Dobbins Bennett is going to be a tough out for anyone every, any Friday night, I think, this year. I agree, and just talking about Tennessee High going through some coaches, they're also now looking for a boys basketball coach after their coach resigned earlier this week. And you're talking about an easy pick. I think if Dobbins Bennett was maybe the easiest pick, this one was right up there with it. Elizabethan over Science Hill. We all took the defending champ Cyclones. They get the win 30-8, to Zach. Yeah, what's a little bizarre about this game was um, it was on WCYB, of mm-hmm. course, and uh, right now everyone's kind of uh, – you know, thirsting for sports. I had a uh, somewhat of a high school football viewing party at my house because 
I'm one of the few people in the Richlands area. I live in I, I live in Russell County sure. actually, so I pick up CYB at my house. Mm. I had a, a whole slew of people over at my house watching this game, and you know, uh, impressive what uh, you know what Coach Witten and the gang has has done there, Elizabeth, and uh, they, uh, you know, signed Hill, I think is going to be a good team this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think Elizabeth and uh, I think Paul Johnson may have said it during the broadcast. They they were thinking about this year being their year. They weren't even planning on last year being a state title run. So I, <laughs> they're going to be, I think, tough this year and, and a few years to come with what uh, Witten and those uh, guys are down there building at Elizabeth. Good for the people in your area up there, Zach. They can get acquainted with old PJ and Casey Getz there every Friday night. That's good to hear that they can uh, hear yeah, that. Well, yeah. I know Casey personally because, you know, some of the sports I ended sure. up down in Bristol Way and, and, and worked with him a few times. But uh, PJ has been at CYB, I think, since uh, Moses got off the air. Yes. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people in Richlands do know Paul Johnson from when we were allowed to have CYB in Richlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, Paul Johnson is uh, – well, Paul Johnson's something. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, they did, a good, they did a good job with that broadcast Friday night. Uh, had some great camera angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the drone out and, and – I think, you know, you saw a decent crowd. That place would have been packed had it been any normal society right now. But uh, I know a lot of people were watching that game. And uh, uh, WCYB does a good job with uh, their broadcast of those Friday night games. Yeah, I'll be seeing those guys in a couple of weeks. They're going to be doing Sullivan North at Chucky Doak, I found out earlier this week. So I'll be seeing them there in Afton there at the Black Hole in a few weeks. But you're talking about Bryson Rollins there for Elizabeth and the quarterback. Over 300 total yards, three touchdowns. He connected with Parker Hughes for three of all three of those touchdowns there as Parker almost had 200 yards receiving. So great game for him. Corey, what was your thoughts, what was your thoughts on the Cyclones? Is that me? Yeah, Corey. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're good. Um, <laughs> I, t- I told you you can't go against Uncle Sean in in, uh, in the Cyclones down there. I-, I thought they did a great job of transitioning from their state title victory last season to and uh, to week one here. And I think you're going to see a lot of um, a lot of tough games, a lot of domination uh, by this squad and everything. Yeah, I don't know if I brought this up last week, but I saw an interview on TV with Sean the other day, and he already had switched over to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders hat. He had left the Cowboys stuff behind. Man, that was quick for him. Well, I mean, everybody just needs to move on from the Cowboys or the Dallas football team yeah. down there. So it's all good. Good with, job, Sean. With some of the news out of the last 24 hours, they may need to move out of the whole NFC East, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to let that one just uh, slide right by. Uh, Moving on to David Crockett. They went down the road to Ottawa in the suburbs of Chattanooga, and uh, they lost a close one, 14-12 to to Ottawa. I'll let you start off here, uh, Corey, with your thoughts on the – you you took – I think we all actually took David Crockett, so that was a tough loss for all of us there. But I'll let you go ahead and get first dips. Oh, yeah, uh, very close uh, loss by David Crockett. I guess they just didn't have the wild frontier part. There, um, you know, Ottawa, they, they came out there close game. So, you know, this, this was really a toss-up. I think we talked about that uh, last week, too. So, But we took all took David Crockett. So, you know, best look this week, then. Yeah, I put my trust in Prince Colley, their all-star player, the best player in the region on his way to Notre Dame. They were playing him mostly at running back, I think, Friday night. We're going to see him all over the place on the offensive side. Uh, he had 169 of the team's 173 
rushing yards. Great night for Prince. That doesn't bode well, though, for the Pioneers. Totally there. They did have to replace their record-setting quarterback, Cade Larkins, with Mason Britton. He didn't have a great first start. Just it was a tough game there for the David Crockett offense to get the season started, Zach. Yeah, and when you have an athlete like that, it, it's kind of hard to kind of find one spot for him. You, you, you hope that you could throw him in all 11 spots and, and you know, be productive. But it, it, we kind of saw that a few years ago with James Mitchell at mm-hmm. Union, and we've seen it with other athletes in the area. You kind of – sometimes an injury happens and you, you decide to move them to quarterback or they go, they'll go better at the slot. Or, and and it, sometimes things like that kind of mess up a rhythm of an offense, mm-hmm. I think. But if you kind of – I think he needs to stick at running back for this season and then let Notre Dame do what they're going to do. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, when you, can, when you can go on that uh, long of a road trip against someone who, you know, essentially is kind of unfamiliar to you, you've only played them once, uh, you don't have any preseason tape to look at. You have to go off, you know, a few things from last year, and and uh, you know some of those kids are gone. So, you know, you I, I, you got to give it to David Crockett. Good battle uh, going down there and making things happen and competing. But uh, you got to move on to next week. Yeah, they had they had the early lead five to nothing there. I was doing the scores there at halftime of our game on the broadcast. And I saw they're up five to nothing. That at the end of the game they lost fourteen to twelve. Just a real uh, defensive battle there. We talk about Prince Collie. He also threw three passes, completed all three. Uh, he's shown off his athletic ability, but you're just wondering who's going to be those other guys there for the Pioneers all year long. Keeping it there in Washington County, though, Daniel Boone took a tough loss at home to Christian Academy in Knoxville, 28-14. to The Trailblazers threw two pick sixes, and those are really the difference makers, Zach. Yeah, when you can get some defensive touchdowns, it's always big, and, and especially early on in the season when – uh, a few mistakes are going to happen. I think if you can, uh, you know, sneak uh, a couple of pick sixes uh, and get back on the bus and, and go home, I think you're uh, you're going to have a good night. Yeah, it was a tough night there. Jackson Jenkins, the uh, quarterback there for Daniel Boone, threw those two pick sixes both in the first quarter that put uh, Knoxville Catholic, I mean Christian Academy, Knoxville, excuse me, up fourteen to nothing there in the first quarter. Daniel Boone was playing catch up the rest of the game, Corey. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And this is a game I, I kind of went against my guts here. Mm-hmm. I would say never go against the private schools in uh, high school sports. And I did that one uh, going with the old hate there at Daniel Boone. But it, it is what it is, you know, a uh, pretty predominant game there. So uh, on next week for uh, Hayden and the boys down there at Daniel Boone. The community of Gray is close to everyone's hearts, as we found out last week. And so, yeah, you and Zach did go Daniel Boone. Me and Aaron had the uh, good Christian kids from Knoxville, and they were able to pull it out there. But uh, one that we all agreed on, except Corey, as Corey was the only one to get this game right, I believe. Or, uh, yeah, I think so. Corey, I think you were the only one to have Sullivan East over you, Johnson County last week. They won 20-6. to Hey, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Either that or I wrote it down wrong. It's a it's a fifty fifty chance. You 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 probably wrote it down yeah. right, but I, I'll take I I'll take that. I, I went American and went with the Patriots on that one. Yeah, JC Simmons' first game, they get the big win twenty to six there for Sullivan East, uh, three hundred and thirty seven total yards. Ethan Bradford, their quarterback, his first game playing football since middle school. And uh, he got his first start at quarterback in his first game back, almost free for 200 yards, two touchdowns. Really good game for him, Zach. Yeah, he was well-rested, of course. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I don't know if there's, there's anything that I've taken that long a time off and still been good at. Uh, marriage uh, <laughs> being one of those things. But, <laughs> yeah, I, speaking of America, yeah. I went to the Longhorns of Johnson County because yeah. what's more American beef and Longhorns? But, yeah. uh, 
you know, sometimes you get poked uh, with the horn, and, and I think all of us did except Corey. So um, kudos to Mr. Sanchez. Yeah, congratulations. It sounds there. like there's a little bit of bitterness in there. And, Jacob, I think you short-changed the game. So I actually had four right. Oh, did I? Did I miscount? Yeah. It's a fair shot. Yeah, probably Who knows? Count bigger atrocity in Florida in 2000. So, you know. <laughs> hey, math is hard. It is. <laughs> you know, my union high school education math. catching up with me. Uh, my Union High School math just isn't quite uh, up to par with the uh, pigskin picks math here on the show. Um, but uh, a couple more games here before we close out this first segment here on pigskin picks tonight. Uh, South Green did get their first one of the season, 38-21 to 21 over Unicoi County. Zach, you and Adam, the only ones to get uh, the Rebels with that pick. Well, if you, uh, if you want to be a Rebel fan, you have to be a little rebellious. So. Yeah. But uh, South Green, I think, uh, is kind of setting up for a good season. Uh, you know, I, I think there's some tremendous football talent in, in Green County, mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Uh, you know, uh, we all know about Greenville. But I think South Green and North Green are going to be uh, right there in the mix. Uh, you know, I know they play different divisions. But uh, I think South Green's kind of setting themselves up for a pretty good year. Um They've got, a, I think, an interesting game coming up uh, this week, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you can't win them all unless you win the first one. And I think South Green's on a, on a pretty good track this year. That's a favorite statement of the history of pigskin picks up there is that you can't win them all if you don't win the first one. Corey, uh, me and you both went Unicoi County. You got anything to say about both of us there? I guess we had a little foggyness in our eyesight there. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Green running away with that one against Unicoi, so – uh, you know, <laughs> you know what? I should have went here. Sean Jones, head coach of South Green, joined me on the coaches show. Drew Rice, the head coach of Unicorn County, didn't, and I didn't. I didn't show any loyalty there, which is something a part of my history on this show. And I, I, I failed myself in the whole show there, and I apologize. So there's something. You must always be loyal, great grasshopper. <laughs> I'll try to remember that. Um, Cherokee 48, Union County nothing. We all went Union County here. Uh, this is another one similar to the David Crockett game. Boy, did this backfire on us. Anybody want to just open up on the conversation on this game? No one? Well, Okay, Zach got it. You go ahead, Zach. Well, I was just, uh, you know, we're not perfect. <laughs> so, We've proved that so uh, far. That should be a, uh, that should be a, uh, just a soundbite that plays before every one of these shows is mm. we're not perfect. All right, well, let's do this last game here, then we'll close it out. Knoxville Catholic 42, Chucky Doak nothing here in the last game of the weekend. We all went Knox Catholic, so at least we got a little bit of pride going into the next segment here with that pick. But uh, we, like you said, Corey, private schools, right? That's right, man. Private schools can't go against them. You're going you're gonna to win more than you lose with them. And this was the lightning delay game. They were stuck in the second quarter there for about an hour and a half before they could finally get to the second half. But, uh, Zach, you ever had to call a game like that? I know Corey had to last year. But have you ever had to call a game uh, with the long delay? Uh, yes. But with the lightning delay and, and you have a Catholic school involved, I feel oh. like there's a higher power at, at, at stake <laughs> yeah. here. But, uh, yeah, there, there's been a few, um, you know, uh, baseball, obviously you're going to have sure. uh, rain delays and whatnot. But football – uh, early in the year, it seems like there's always um, a, a lightning delay, maybe in the first couple of weeks. I know uh, a few years ago I was doing a Richland's Gay City game at Legion Field, mm. and uh, it, there was a lightning delay with about two minutes left in the first half. We Everyone went to the locker room or whatever, then came back and played two minutes and then went right back to the locker room for halftime. It was, it was so bizarre, but 
yeah, it definitely throws the rhythm off of everyone. I, I think uh, players, you know, they, they kind of – you have it in your head. You, you know, I've got two more minutes till halftime, and then I can rest. Or, so, in, And then when you sit for a very long time, you got to restretch and get back ready to go. And it, it's, it's just one of those things you got to deal with, I think, a few times early in the year. Uh, but, you know, I, we're kind of grateful in our area that uh, kind of once uh, mid-September, late September hits, it's, it's rain, no thunder, no lightning, and we just kind of play on. Corey, it was one of the Kentucky games last year, right, that you all had it with Union? Yep, Letcher Central. Yeah. That that was a fun, fun game to sit there through. It got poured on, mm-hmm. uh, got a couple of hot dogs, still was hungry, <laughs> and um, – you know, then we finally got that game over with, uh, and you would have thought it never had rained because the rain had dried up so quick, pretty much. <laughs> well, uh, me and uh, Todd Tiller, the head coach of Ridgeview, that was with me Friday night, it was raining there in Kingsport. We were sort of scared we were going to hit the lightning delay, but it never happened for us. So it worked out for us uh, in that part. It sort of started lightning on the way home, but that was it. Uh, that is all the recap there of week one for Northeast Tennessee. Coming up next here, I will have my conversation with the head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Jamie Chadwell, you're listening to Pigskin Picks on 93.5 WAXM. Listen up, folks. This is Jason Collins from right here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. And I've got some crazy good deals for you this month. So listen up. It's our Yellow Tag Sales event here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. I'm talking about savings like never before on our new Ford lineup and all of our pre-owned inventory. If you're in the market for a new Ford, don't look no further because here at Freedom Ford, I guarantee you the best deal plus you will get a lifetime powertrain warranty at no additional cost. So come on in and look for the yellow tags hanging in the windows and see the crazy good deals going on here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. Does your car need an upgrade? Eastman Credit Union has a loan for that. Are you dreaming of a vacation? Are you planning your future? We've got a loan for that too. Whatever you're dreaming of, ECU can help you get there with a wide variety of loans customized for your needs. Whether it's an auto or RV loan, a personal loan, or a student loan, ECU has a loan for you. To apply or learn more about ECU's convenient loans, visit www.ecu.org loans. Pizza King in Wise and Big Stone Gap has a great menu with a variety of options from pizza to pasta to wings to subs. Pizza King offers lunch and late night specials. Give Pizza King a call at 276-523-1010 in Big Stone Gap or 328-1010 in Wise to place your order. You can choose to pick it up or have it delivered from their castle to yours. Order online and view their full menu at PizzaKingDelivers.com. Hi. I'm Jason Sturgill, financial advisor with Wells Fargo Advisors. We are certainly going through some unusual and trying times, but I want you to know that Wells Fargo Advisors is here for you when you need us. During this time, we are still offering one-on-one appointments in our local offices, as well as phone and remote video appointments. So whether you're concerned with the market, need a retirement checkup, or would just like to get started, give me a call today at 276 325-5061. Together, we will develop an investment plan tailored to your needs and designed to weather market volatility. Again, that number is 276-325-5061. Stay local. Earn money. Your path to a career begins at home. 
Enroll in MECC's online courses today. Visit mecc.edu forward slash apply. Pixel 93.5 WAXM. Jacob Townsend here with you tonight. I'm now joined by the head coach at the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Jamie Chadwell. Coach, thanks for joining me. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Coach, uh, I want to start. We talked back in, uh, I think it was maybe March, maybe even April on our uh, spring show Sports Extra, but I want to maybe let our Pigskin Picks listeners understand you all were one of the few teams in FBS that got to play play out the spring uh, practice season, get in a spring game, uh, you were one of, I think, only three teams that were able to do that. Now that you're back in it, getting fall practice going, getting prepared for a season, if and when it happens, you're planning to get started on September 12th. Has the spring season, knowing that you got that full time in, do you think that it has really helped your football team so far? I think from a uh, recall standpoint, it definitely has. Uh, from that standpoint, the biggest challenge has been truthfully is uh you've not been able to practice with your whole team because mm-hmm. of all the different things that you have had to go through with quarantine and isolation all that stuff so recall's been great uh but all this time that we've had for fall camp we've really not had our whole team together so uh that's been uh i think it's been offset by that a little bit if that makes sense you brought up there that how the practice looks not having everybody together there Try to take me through what a practice looks like right now for Coastal Carolina from when the players and the coaches and everybody get there and what they have to go through with the COVID-19 protocols to even get on the field and to what it looks like out there on the practice field. Well, the first thing, uh, you know, the day before, the night before, we have to fill out a, a, a sheet that is a uh, symptom sheet. you gotta, you got to tell what, if you have any symptoms or anything like that before you can come to campus. If you, if you have any symptoms, you have to stay. You can't come. Mm-hmm. Then once we get here, we have uh, temperature checks, and everybody's obviously wearing the mask. We're not meeting inside at all, mm-hmm. so we have actually tents set up outside where anytime we have meetings, it has to be outside in open air, so we're doing that. Once all that's accomplished, then we go to the practice, you know, go to the practice field. They have, um, coaches have masks and our players are wearing a splash guard on their, on their, on their helmets to, you know, help mitigate that. You're, you're trying to stay away from your ones and ones and, and, you know, twos on twos. You're trying to mitigate, uh, being together as much as possible with that 15 minutes. So we're, you know, practice a lot of different things in pods away from each other, six feet apart. Nobody's sharing water bottles. You have to bring your own water. Uh, so it's not a typical practice like you'd normally see. There's a lot of different uh, group things going on more so than normal. And uh, and uh, and so it's been challenging, and you know, to try to make that work, to still try to get yourself, get things done, but also try to, you know, keep your team out there and have them practice. How often do you all test for COVID-19 with your players and staff? We're, uh, we're once a week. Okay. Is that a Coastal Carolina thing that you all have done with your athletic department? Is that a decision you all made, or is that a Sunbelt conference decision? Now, the Sunbelt is once you get two weeks, once okay. you get two weeks uh, before your game, it's once or twice a week. So uh, we started out testing. We started out testing once, and then if there were symptoms, then we'd retest. Uh, and now we're up to starting this coming week where it's just automatically once a week. So now we've tested several times throughout since we got here in June. Uh, but we just started the once a week starting or going into twice a week starting Monday. And then we've been, uh, we probably tested once every two weeks, ever as far as two to three weeks, everybody. But in between then, if anybody had symptoms, we were tested. 
I uh, have y'all had any players opt out for the season? We've seen that with some college football teams uh, for different reasons with everyone. But have y'all had any players opt out so far for this 2020 season? Uh, we've we've had one uh, opt out uh, that was concerned about uh, his health, so we've had one. But that's the uh, that's the uh, that's the only one that has at this time. The head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Jamie Chadwell, joining us here on Pigskin Pixel 93.5 WAXM. Coach, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that the Coastal Carolina University has began classes fully virtual for the moment, but their plan is that they will have students come back to campus at whatever um, sort of plan that is for that, hybrid or whatever, on September the 8th. What is your all's plan for your football team, knowing that there is going to be more students coming back to campus and there is going to be more opportunities to be exposed to the virus? Uh, you are correct. We, we have started classes. They have been all virtual. And then September 8th is when we start the hybrid model, which are most of those. There's some that are in person. Um, and then, obviously, there's some that are uh, through, you know, mm-hmm. Facebook Live or something of that nature, some type of cam. And so – uh, now, we've had basically everybody that's on campus, there's 4,000-plus students. We've had 4,000-plus students back since uh, August 17th so that have been on campus. So uh, we are dealing with you know all the students being back now. Nobody's been in classes together. That will be the next big challenge. We tried to be, you know, with our players, tried to be strategic. There's certain classes that you just have to have, to have mm-hmm. in-person labs and some of those things. So we're going to have guys in those. Uh, and then some other ones you could either do online or do some of the the, the, the live cam uh, feed. So we tried to be strategic with that to try to mitigate as many chances our guys would be to potentially interact with other students that uh, aren't going through the same protocols that we are. That's going to be unavoidable completely, 100%. So we're, we're trying to be diligent with our players and them wearing their mask and doing things they necessarily need to do to try to help us play. But... Uh, that will be interesting that first week that we're supposed to play when, when that kicks back off for sure. We've seen um, over the last week Tuscaloosa, the city of Tuscaloosa in Alabama, they've announced that the bars have been shut down for two weeks because of the crowds there. And the obvious thing is that they want football to be played. It's a big thing economy-wise to the city. They're in your county. They're in South Carolina, the state, the surrounding area of you all. Has there been any decisions about the way the bars or anything like that uh, with social gatherings and that sort of things, trying to keep away from the big gatherings that are going to open up opportunities for the students to be around each other where they're not going to social distance? Well, you know, we our, our area here, because of the influx of people we had being a tourist destination, there, there were rules and regulations set in place early in the summer to try to mitigate it. So nothing's changed from those regulations. Now nothing's completely been shut down by mm-hmm. far. But since where we're at, you know, we're in Conway and Myrtle Beach is yes. obviously down the road. Uh, a little different there, but, you know, there's 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 nothing at, at, as, as of this point where we've had to say, hey, we got to shut down everything because of X, Y, Z. I'm not saying that couldn't come mm-hmm. by any means, but there's, it's, it's not like, hey, Alabama and you're in Tuscaloosa. Obviously, we've got Conway. Yes. You've got the places up here. you got all the different areas, North Myrtle, Myrtle. There's a lot of different things that people could go to. So I, that, I don't know if you're comparing apples to apples there. Sure. But, um could that end up being an issue? One hundred percent, and you, and you hope that uh, you know that our our administration, I know, has done everything they can to try to be diligent, try to get the word out of what we're trying to avoid and, and how we're trying to mitigate this. But at the end of the day, you got eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds that are making decisions, and and as you know, we were there before. Sometimes we didn't <laughs> make the best one, so you hope they do. Uh, but I, I know that's uh, I'm not naive to not think, oh, that's just not going to be an issue. It will be. Uh, 
to this point it's not been yet, that doesn't mean it won't happen, you know, anytime soon. So we're, we're trying to tell our guys the best possible is, hey, listen, these are going to go on. we got to do everything we can to try to avoid them uh, and, and, hope and hope that they do. What was your first reaction when you heard on that Saturday that the MAC, being the first team in F, first conference, excuse me, in FBS, to say that we're not going to play in the fall? What was your first reaction when you heard that? I, I wasn't surprised, uh, truthfully, um, just because you'd heard so many rumors. Mm-hmm. I guess when it actually hit you, like, man, they really did it, you know. And then the first thing is not necessarily okay. They did. It. Are we going to be next? Are we going to mm-hmm. feel the pressure to do it next? Because I think that's what happens. You know, you get so much to the social media. Everybody wants to put pressure through your social media. And the decision makers, if somebody says they don't like them, oh, this is a bad decision on social media, they, they sort of falter. You know, so I, mm-hmm. but our Sun Belt had been, for the whole time, had been, had been strong. Hey, this is what we're going to try to do. This is how we're going to do it. And then if nothing changes, if everybody can follow through, then we're going to we'll try to play. And so we had that in our, in our back pocket. And I think there for about three, four, five days, mm-hmm. there was a lot of pressure on everybody to especially once the Big Ten and everybody did it to pull the plug, pull the plug. And and, and right now, you know, us, us I think there's three, what, uh, three G5s and three Power 5s yes. that stuck to it. And so, and, and it looks like now, obviously, you know, there's these parties and things, but it looks like the virus is going down in a lot of different areas. So, you know, right now it looks like everybody made a good decision. You brought up your um, powers that be there in the Sun Belt, your commissioner, Keith Gill, have you had any dialogue with uh, Commissioner Gill in maybe some of your coaches' meetings over this time about what's his decision-making process throughout this? What's sort of his information gathering throughout this whole time? Yeah, he's you know they've communicated with us. We've had uh, monthly calls and, and then talked personally and just you know what he's laying out. That obviously the main thing is the safety of you know of our student athletes. But he wanted to try to play. Hey, I want to try to play, uh, and we're going to do what we can to try to make it. We do that as long as our medical doctors. Uh, give us, uh, you know, reason to do that, and he's been up front with that, and, and and we've had, we've had, you know, meetings and powerpoints and all the different things on everything that's laid out of, hey, this is how we should try to practice. This is what we're going to follow. This is, this is what we're going to follow if a team can't play. What what if the decision has to, the game has to be rescheduled or or uh, a no contest. We went through all the different scenarios and. Uh, and I think everybody in the league, you know, feels pretty good about where we're at. We all, we all know we still got three weeks to go, mm-hmm. and something major could happen. We're not crazy. We know, we know it could still, you know, some more medical advice come out. But right now, everything's looking positive that we're going. And he's been, he's been, you know, pretty strong that this is what we're going to stick to as long as the doctors give us the okay. And so far, they have. Head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Jamie Chadwell, joining us here on Pickskin Picks on 93.5 WAXM. Coach, you've been a player and a coach at uh, the Group of Five FCS, FBS level. You've been a little bit everywhere as an assistant coach, player, head coach in both of those levels. College football during this time, it looks like it's really brought out the point that there is no total leadership. There's not one person over the sport because President Mark Emmert of the NCAA does not have the power over those conference commissioners on some of these decisions. As someone who's seen it from all sort of different points of view, what does college football need at the top more than anything right now? Well, it's a challenging question because, yeah. I mean, realistically, being at, now, I've never been at the Power Five, but being mm. here, we're all different. Yes. And Power Five has so much money, more money than the G5. They can do things that we just can't afford. G5 has more, more, more money than most FCSs that they can't afford, and obviously down to D2. So the money piece of it and what you can do and can't do to me is, is, is the differentiator. No matter if you have one common leader that says, hey, I, I'm over everything, 
when you have so many distinct universities with the way they decide to spend their money, nothing would ever fit in that same box. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's, you know, they, they, I wish we had a leader and all this. I get that. You'd love that. But it's not ever going to fit because we're yeah. all we're all distinct. We all we all have different things. And it's hard. That's I mean, you know, that's that's why the Mac, I mean, they said it was obviously a health issue. And mm-hmm. I believe that. But a lot of it was financial, too. Mm-hmm. You know, financially, it was it wasn't feasible where it was financial for us. So if a, an NCAA leader says, well, it's not financial for these three, these three conferences, but financially you can do it. How do you lean? You know, so that's why I don't think they'll ever have one person over it. I think the Power Five might eventually break away and sort of form their own because they do have that autonomy and that money to do that. But um, to me, to me, the, the the biggest challenge that we face is just having consistent rules, regulations that are overall. You know, I think I think that's been the hardest thing that we've all tried to fight for is where's the consistency and and the different things and. and like transfers and well, this guy mm-hmm. got a waiver, this guy not. That's our biggest issue in our in our and I think in the NCA is there's no consistency in how they apply the rules and the regulations. And until that happens, I think we're always going to have it. It's always going to look like, well, the P5 get this, and the rest of you know we're going to do this because we can control you more because you don't have as much money. And so I think to me, it's got to be more consistency. And I'm not, I don't know how that happens, mm-hmm. but that's what we need for everybody to be able to play up, try to play on a level playing field. Coach, I'll let you add on this one. You all were t- you talking about the Power Five and the differences there. You had two Power Five teams, I believe, on your schedule going into this season just a few weeks ago. Kansas at home, you're supposed to play them at Brooks Stadium there in Conway and then head to South Carolina. The South Carolina game has been taken off the schedule because SEC's only playing conference games. You're now going to head back to Lawrence where you went last year to play Kansas there in uh, Lawrence, Kansas because of the Big 12's rules with their out-of-conference scheduling. What was sort of the process there for you and your athletic director in those sort of decision makings and how to adjust the schedule, really on what everybody else outside of the out of the, outside the Sun Belt was deciding? That was obviously the biggest challenge. That's why you've seen us, you know, announce some of these games here late last, last week or two. Mm-hmm. The South Carolina thing. Once you saw South Carolina come out with what they said, you knew, hey, that game's done. Mm-hmm. We got to figure out: do you replace it? Do we get the money? It's a loss. There's all kinds of different things in there. So that one, but you knew early that was, so how do we replace it or do we replace it? Kansas was going back and forth. Were they playing? They're not playing. Big 12 decides they play, and then it was, well, they're going to play one out of conference. They had Southern Illinois, so we thought that game was off. Yeah. So we're trying to find, we know two's off, and now Duquesne, who we were playing, they're playing, they're playing, they're playing. Then the last week and a half, they're not playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, our fourth one, Who's our fourth one off the top of my head right now? It was. Uh, I know you've added Campbell, well, we, but yeah. Uh, we added Campbell. Who were we playing? We um, um, South Carolina, Kansas, Duquesne, and we were playing. I can't for the life of me right. Eastern Michigan. Okay. And so once once the Mac canceled, once the Mac canceled, then you, okay that one's out. You know, there for a while they were in, they were in, then they canceled. They're out. And so we went from having you know four to hardly nobody. But the Kansas thing was always out there because. Big 12 was just going back and forth on what they were doing. And so um, we had a contract with them. So Kansas just kept in contact with us. Hey, we might play, we might play. And then once they finally came out, we just had to go back out there. So we Mm -hmm. got that one solidified. Once Duquesne dropped out in Eastern Michigan, then we made the decision, hey, it's going to almost be impossible to try to find 12. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can secure 11. And then it just really, you try to see, or FCS is going to play. There was a bunch of them that are going to play, going to play, going to play. Then the majority of them decided not to. You know, there was a few, so that's sort of how that came, and we played them before. 
And then the Liberty was more so after Liberty was playing a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. They lost they lost some games with the MAC. They lost some games with uh, I think they had some teams in the uh, uh, I think it was the Pac-12. Maybe mm-hmm. they're playing somebody, so they had some open dates, and we were able to find them, and it worked out with us. And we made the decision to play eleven, not twelve. We would have not been able to play September fifth based mm-hmm. off of where we were at with our practices and all that. So we made the determination: hey, let's try to let's try to September twelfth, see what happens. Kansas worked out on that date for them and us, and then we went from there. Well, Coach, you will head to Kansas there on September 12th to Memorial Stadium in Lawrence, Kansas. you got some good history there winning there last year. And uh, Les Miles had a comment earlier this week. He was going in sort of 12 different directions in 60 seconds. He seems like he's in midseason form. So uh, it should be fun to get the season started. We're all looking forward to it, Coach. And thanks so much for joining us, and good luck this year. I appreciate you. Thank you. Head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Jamie Chadwell, joining us here on Pigskin Picks on 93.5 WAXM. Listen up, folks. This is Jason Collins from right here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. And I've got some crazy good deals for you this month. So listen up. It's our Yalo Tag Sales event here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. I'm talking about savings like never before on our new Ford lineup and all of our pre-owned inventory. If you're in the market for a new Ford, don't look no further because here at Freedom Ford, I guarantee you the best deal plus you will get a lifetime powertrain warranty at no additional cost. So come on in and look for the yellow tags hanging in the windows and see the crazy good deals going on here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. Does your car need an upgrade? Eastman Credit Union has a loan for that. Are you dreaming of a vacation? Are you planning your future? We've got a loan for that too. Whatever you're dreaming of, ECU can help you get there with a wide variety of loans customized for your needs. Whether it's an auto or RV loan, a personal loan, or a student loan, ECU has a loan for you. To apply or learn more about ECU's convenient loans, visit www.ecu.org loans. Pizza King in Wise and Big Stone Gap has a great menu with a variety of options from pizza to pasta to wings to subs. Pizza King offers lunch and late night specials. Give Pizza King a call at 276-523-1010 in Big Stone Gap or 328-1010 in Wise to place your order. You can choose to pick it up or have it delivered from their castle to yours. Order online and view their full menu at PizzaKingDelivers.com. Hi. I'm Jason Sturgill, financial advisor with Wells Fargo Advisors. We are certainly going through some unusual and trying times, but I want you to know that Wells Fargo Advisors is here for you when you need us. During this time, we are still offering one-on-one appointments in our local offices, as well as phone and remote video appointments. So whether you're concerned with the market, need a retirement checkup, or would just like to get started, give me a call today at 276 325-5061. Together, we will develop an investment plan tailored to your needs and designed to weather market volatility. Again, that number is 276-325-5061. Stay local. Earn money. Your path to a career begins at home. Enroll in MECC's online courses today. Visit mecc.edu forward slash apply.
back in here to Pigskin Pixel 93.5 WAXM. Want to make sure I get this reminder back in there again. If you're listening to us here live on Thursday night, we've had to record the show earlier because Johnson County and Sullivan North, their game tonight, that was supposed to be tomorrow night, Friday, August 28th, has gotten moved up to the, a day to August 27th, Thursday night, due to Hurricane Lauren. So I am calling that game over on our sister station, 92.5 and 1220 WLSD with J.I. Burton head coach, Jacob Cottle. So want to make sure we get all that out of the way there. Make sure you understand that. So if there's anything that we're saying here that may be a little bit out of date, it's because we recorded this earlier in the day on Thursday. I do want to say thank you to the head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Jamie Chadwell, for joining me there in segment two. We're going to have ESPN's Lauren Sisler joining me here shortly in the next segment. We're going to talk some college football for Lauren because if you don't know it, there is college football this weekend. The season's getting started this weekend, Saturday night, 9 p.m. ESPN. Uh, they have Austin P. at Central Arkansas in the FCS kickoff game there down in Montgomery, Alabama. The Guardian Credit Union FCS kickoff, Austin P. versus Central Arkansas. ESPN has the broadcast of that Saturday night. And Lauren Sisler will be reporting from that game for ESPN. And so we're going to talk to Lauren next segment about that. She's also... Uh, she's actually originally from the Roanoke area. She's a grad of Giles High School. She is a Spartan there, same as Marty Smith, who's also of ESPN. But so we'll go and talk some high, uh, I mean, some college football there with Lauren about all of that. We're going to also do some Alabama and Auburn with her because she covers them for AL.com. Also there with her duties of ESPN and the SEC Network. So we're going to talk on the, uh, touch on that with her and just see what the. Uh, She's expecting this first weekend of college football. Before we get into this segment here where we're going to talk a little college football myself, I want to thank a couple of our sponsors specifically. And let's get that started with the good delegate, Terry Kilgore. Been a big sponsor of Pigskin Picks and 93.5 WXM for many years. And we want to wish Terry a very happy birthday. A little bit belated. He had a birthday earlier this week. But so happy birthday to Terry Kilgore. And thanks so much as always to Terry for supporting this show and supporting WXM as he has supported Southwest Virginia for so many years. And we also want to thank the friends of the Picks, Louie and Brenda Lee. They've been friends of the Picks for many years, friends of 93.5 WXM for many years with the Virginia-Kentucky Opry over 20 years ago that they've been supporting for many years. And as always, they're big supporters of this show. I know Adam loves to talk about that, but since he's not here with me, I'll hit on Louie and Brenda there and just say thank you to them, as always, for supporting this show and supporting 93.5 WXM and supporting high school football here in the Mountain Empire. Uh, want to hit on a couple of college football news and notes here. Uh, for you Virginia Tech fans, your first game has been postponed if you've not heard. They're not going to play September 12th. They're going to play September 26th when they host North Carolina State. That game, has been mo- that game has been moved back two extra weeks here because of that. Um, they uh, Due to North Carolina State having some COVID-19 issues inside their athletic uh, – inside their football building there as they have had to delay that game due to COVID-19. Uh, they had to quarantine a few players since they tested positive. Uh, but this does work out okay in the ACC schedule because they have left open some weeks. If you look at that schedule they released a few weeks ago, they left open some weeks there where you could work out some delayed games, some postponements there into the schedule. It really doesn't hurt you too bad. The only issue is is if there ends up being more than one of these sort of games where you, each team has to do that. But for right now, I think everything's going to be okay with that. Um, that's expected. You're going to have some of these sort of situations, some of these teams. NC State, Dave Doran's team there, the Wolfpack had a – quarantine there due to some players so they're going to back up that first game two weeks due to that so Virginia Tech will not get started on that first week September 12th uh, due to COVID-19 there with the North Carolina State football team and Nick Saban the legendary head coach for Alabama had some interesting comments earlier this week in one of his press conferences where uh, 
And if you ever listen to Nick, whether it's in an interview or one of these press conferences or those sideline interviews before and during and after the game that he does there on CBS and ESPN, uh, he always has a point. Nick never says anything without an idea and some sort of motivating factor to it. And I'm not sure what the question was to him in this earlier press conference earlier this week. I wish I had the soundbite here for you to play it, but Roger Hoover, um, for uh, the uh, Kingsport native, went to UT and now uh, is a part of the Crimson Tide Sports Network down there in Tuscaloosa with Eli Gold and uh, all those guys down there covering Alabama. He sort of tweeted out the uh, soundbite. It was about 50 seconds. And Nick was talking about how he doesn't want to play for any other reason, uh, any other reason this year than for the players. It's not about the money to him. And that's been the big point all year long, all, few, all summer long, excuse me, about why college football wants to be a need-to-be player for a lot of these schools. It's money reasons. And that's true. There are money parts to all of this. The athletic departments want to play for money reasons. That's obvious. But it does not surprise me that Nick Saban came out and said, no, I want to play for the players. Uh, and a lot of people are criticizing him. As usual, uh, people criticize Nick Saban or some these coaches that they're anti the NCAA establishment, the way NCAA does things because the uh, payment of players and all that. So they're going to just push back on anything that's said in those sort of situations here. But I agree with what Nick said. He said he wants to play for the players because they have a chance to boost their value, to boost their value NFL-wise and their uh, hopes to play professionally, to boost their values and maybe having a future in coaching with a different staff and a different school, whether it's college, NFL, pro level there, or even at a high school or being on the graduate level in college. They're giving that opportunity to themselves here with maybe they can show what they can do out there on the field. I think Nick's brought up a good point here. Now, the idea that this is the only reason college ball is being played is also naive. Both of these things can be right and wrong at the same time. There is gray area in all of this. You can say, yes, Nick Saban's right. This should be about the players, and that should be a big factor in all this. But the fact of the matter is money's going to be a big factor in this as well. It's obvious. Why wouldn't it be? You've seen all these uh, teams and schools cut athletic teams through the past six, seven months due to COVID-19 and money clenching their, sort of clenching their purses. They don't want to have to lose too much money. They're getting rid of certain departments. Vanderbilt got rid of their uh, sports information department there and their athletic department. Many schools have gotten rid of their swimming or uh, even East Carolina got, ahead of their, got rid of their baseball team. UConn's wondering about what the future of their football program. FCS is wondering what the future is for them in football-wise. There is money parts to this, but there is also this that Nick said makes a good point. There's a lot of value here to play in this season for the players. Is there a lot of risk? You bet. Is there a lot of value as well? Yes, sir. Both of those things can be true at the same time. Listen to both sides. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. It can be both. It can say, yes, Nick is right. This should be about the value of the players in playing a 2020 college football season to what they can maybe do, not just to boost themselves football-wise, but for the rest of their life here. That should be a part of the conversation. But it's also, though, a part of the conversation that this is very important to these colleges and these college towns, including Tuscaloosa, as I brought up the Jamie Chadwell, the head coach of Coastal Carolina. It's important that these seasons are played fiscally as well. Both of those things can be true. All right, joining me next, ESPN's Lauren Sissler. She'll be on the reporting side of the broadcast. We'll see where she's going to be at in the field-wise. They're at the uh, FCS kickoff game there in in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. They're between Austin P and Central Arkansas. That game being played at the Crampton Bowl. We'll see where Lauren Sissler will be situated there for the broadcast there on ESPN Saturday night. We'll hit on a couple of different things with her as well. That's coming up next year on Pixie Skin Picks on 93.5 WA. 
XM. Listen up, folks. This is Jason Collins from right here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. And I've got some crazy good deals for you this month. So listen up. It's our yellow tag sales event here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. I'm talking about savings like never before on our new Ford lineup and all of our pre-owned inventory. If you're in the market for a new Ford, don't look no further because here at Freedom Ford, I guarantee you the best deal plus you will get a lifetime powertrain warranty at no additional cost. So come on in and look for the yellow tags hanging in the windows and see the crazy good deals going on here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. Does your car need an upgrade? Eastman Credit Union has a loan for that. Are you dreaming of a vacation? Are you planning your future? We've got a loan for that too. Whatever you're dreaming of, ECU can help you get there with a wide variety of loans customized for your needs. Whether it's an auto or RV loan, a personal loan, or a student loan, ECU has a loan for you. To apply or learn more about ECU's convenient loans, visit www.ecu.org loans. Pizza King in Wise and Big Stone Gap has a great menu with a variety of options from pizza to pasta to wings to subs. Pizza King offers lunch and late night specials. Give Pizza King a call at 276-523-1010 in Big Stone Gap or 328-1010 in Wise to place your order. You can choose to pick it up or have it delivered from their castle to yours. Order online and view their full menu at PizzaKingDelivers.com. Hi. I'm Jason Sturgill, financial advisor with Wells Fargo Advisors. We are certainly going through some unusual and trying times, but I want you to know that Wells Fargo Advisors is here for you when you need us. During this time, we are still offering one-on-one appointments in our local offices, as well as phone and remote video appointments. So whether you're concerned with the market, need a retirement checkup, or would just like to get started, give me a call today at 276 325-5061. Together, we will develop an investment plan tailored to your needs and designed to weather market volatility. Again, that number is 276-325-5061. Stay local. Earn money. Your path to a career begins at home. Enroll in MECC's online courses today. Visit mecc.edu forward slash apply. WAXM Jacob Townsend here with you tonight on this Thursday night. We're now joined by ESPN and AL.com's Lauren Sisler. She'll be reporting on the Guardian Credit Union FCS kickoff Saturday night on ESPN for the first game of the college football season. Austin P versus Central Arkansas. Lauren, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, great to be with you. Lauren, I, I want people to get uh, go ahead and get this out of the way because you're a uh, someone that's from the state of Virginia. You grew up in Roanoke. You went to Giles. Uh, the who's the more famous ESPN grad from Giles? You or Marty Smith? <laughs> Good question. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Marty. Of course, okay. he always jokes with me. He says, "How is it that we both went to the same high school? We're from the same area, and yet I sound so much more country than you do." <laughs> Like, I don't know, Marty. I really can't answer that question for you. Maybe it's because I spent, you know, five years yeah. up in New Jersey, uh, in New York. I, I, my my dialect bled together a little bit there. 
Yeah, you didn't have to go to Radford. You, he, he went to the R school in Virginia. You went to the R school up north. So that's what yep, probably the R, difference we, is. We, are both, we both went to the RU, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yep, I love that. Well, let's uh, go ahead and get started talking about this game that you'll be reporting. I wanted to ask you this. Um, I know with the NFL, they've announced that there will be no sideline reports on the field. There'll still be reporters on the broadcast, obviously, but they won't be down the sidelines. You're the only person for the on-air, I believe, for the broadcast there tonight with Matt Berry and Mike Gullick Jr. They're going to be in Bristol at a studio in Connecticut. Where are you going to be situated at in the stadium Saturday night? Yeah, so we are allowed to be on the sidelines, but of course that will be certainly social distance. I will have like a certain area that I'm allowed to to be in. So, you know, typically as a sideline reporter, um, you know, it's part of my job. We try to get up up close and personal, try to get as close to the action as possible. And, you know, certainly we'll have to be cautious there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I will be allowed to be on the field, but I'll be wearing a mask at all times. And, um you know, we'll be remaining socially distanced. And obviously any interviews that are being conducted will be done. So um, just as you've seen in a lot of the other uh, sporting arenas and sporting events with, um, you know, longer uh, mic poles and and that way that you can still have that six feet between you and the the person that you're interviewing. Have you ever been a part of a broadcast where you're the only person on site and the play-by-play and analyst announcers are uh, doing it remote from a different location? Uh, no, this will be the first time um, doing that. Of course, I will. I will tell you, uh, kind of in the world of broadcasting, mm-hmm. I have been part of Remy crews, so yeah. that of course is sort of the remote crew. That is sort of how we operated last year when I was with Royce Bill Pot and Kelly Stoffer on the broadcast. However, they were up in the booth, um, you know, at the game, and so having that interaction with them and sort of building that chemistry. So that will be a lot different um, this year, of course and just sort of seeing what kind of delay we're dealing with as it, you know, as transmission happens from Bristol and, you know, in the conversations that we might have back and forth as I'm communicating on the field, back up to Bristol where they're in the booth um, or, you know, in studio uh, calling the game. So it it will definitely be unique and interesting, something that, uh, you know, we're kind of the the guinea pigs here. We're the first ones out of the gate to, to try this thing out. But, you know, I think we will... We will overcome. We will keep moving forward, and we'll learn on the on the fly. And I think a lot of people will learn from you know this first time out of the gate. Well, for you all, um, with the first game being an FCS game on a national network, ESPN in prime time. Obviously, Austin P and Central Arkansas uh, they don't have a lot of fans on the national scale for what maybe uh, we'll be watching on Saturday night. What are some some of the storylines you're going to be hitting so that the national audience can get a little bit of a better understanding of the Governors and the Bears? Yeah, I think there's a lot of great storylines between these two teams. Um, you know, obviously, the, the, both, both teams having uh, great seasons a season ago. Um, you've got uh, Central Arkansas, a 9-4 and four team last season, ended in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Austin P went 11-4, and four, um, had a good playoff run. And so, you know, both teams bring with them um, what I consider to be very dynamic quarterbacks, two guys that uh, are certainly going to show up and, and have a lot of grit and determination. And I think – you're going to see a lot of emotion out on the field, which I think, you know, first and foremost, you're talking about these football players that, like everyone else in this world, have had to navigate this pandemic without a blueprint, mm-hmm. a blue, uh, you know, a book to follow. We're all trying to figure this out at the same time. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate these uncharted waters. And so I think one thing that, to me, kind of stands out about this is the fight and sort of the grit and the determination that all these teams have have really had to endure and go through. You're talking about five months where they're having to do Zoom calls and and can't have any interaction with one another um, face-to-face. They can't 
you know, do the conditioning like they're used to. And so I think that's going to be a big factor in this football game is how well guys are prepared and conditioned and able to get out there and be able to withhold that stamina that you would normally see after having, uh, you know, competed in a a spring-type atmosphere and then, of course, a full fall camp. Um, And then what's also interesting between these two teams, you have a Central Arkansas team that is playing a full slate Mm -hmm. of games. However, none of those games are in conference. So that was sort of uh, decided upon with their uh, conference that they would not be playing uh, in the Southland Conference, that they would not be playing um, in conference games. They will wait till the spring to do that. So Central Arkansas said, you know what, fine, we're going to go out and play. They have three FBS opponents on their schedule at this point, one of the the, the bigger storylines with this team. And then, of course, um, on top of that, you have Austin P, who is actually only playing three games. They've mm-hmm. got three games on their schedule, including this one. And so you've got to think the mindset and the mentality for these guys coming in is, is, is quite a bit different. But, you know, how the coaches and, and obviously – the, the, the staff and administrators and everyone has brought these guys back on campus and gotten them mentally prepared for what's ahead, I think is really impressive. And it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds on the field on Saturday night. Lauren Sisler of ESPN joining us here on Pixie and Pixel 93.5 WAXM. She'll be on the sidelines reporting for the Guardian, Guardian, excuse me, Credit Union FCS kickoff game from Montgomery, Alabama at the Crampton Bowl between Austin P and Central Arkansas Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. You brought up Central Arkansas playing the full nine-game schedule there for themselves. Uh, they're doing something that you only really see in college basketball, and that is playing teams home and home in the same season. Uh, have they really talked about how different they've had to really go around trying to build this schedule here for this weird time we're living in here in 2020? Yeah, I mean, I think that's certainly another interesting dynamic, kind of you know, going through – each opponent figuring out who's available, who's not available, who's willing to play us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, like you said, the, the, the home and home aspect certainly brings another, another dynamic. And, and let's face it, this, you know, first of all, this will be the toughest schedule that Central Arkansas has ever had to play really in the, the history of their program. Mm-hmm. But what's, what's, cra- what's crazy about it is, you, you know, hopefully this will never happen again. This will be the only time that you see this, happen with a football team so really they're kind of embracing it and their coach uh coach brown um you know pretty much said from 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 the get-go he said like we're willing to play anybody and everybody and their athletics director dr brad teague came to him with an opponent would call him up would text him and say hey you know uh you know i've got this opponent i've got this opponent what do you think and and really it just boiled down to him saying you know what we want to play football whatever it takes we'll take it so I think that that will, you know, that that kind of sets the tone and sort of the the the, the mindset of where this Central Arkansas team is at going into the season. That they're really truly ready to play football, and it doesn't matter who comes their way; they're going to, you know, step up to the challenge and and be ready to go. For Austin P, they've had a little bit of an odd time just outside of the COVID nineteen and everything else. They've had to switch head coaches during all this. Back in July, their head coach Mark Hutzpah resigned after some after being suspended for unacceptable conduct they've got had to get a new head coach during all this time get adjusted with uh, even though he was already on the staff what's sort of been the mindset with austin p during this time that you've been able to tell in talking with them yeah i think that you know austin p is certainly um you know i think they're certainly anxious and, and ready to to get out on the field and compete um you know marcus lovings obviously comes in steps in as the interim head coach he gets the news and 
you know, I think he, he's kind of embracing it. I'm very impressed with him and talking with him on um, Zoom calls this week and just his attention to detail and really how he's embracing this role. He says, I don't care if interim is in front of that head coaching name. It doesn't matter to me. You know, he's embracing this. This is a dream come true for him. And I think that uh, the relationship that he shares with the other uh, members of the coaching staff is very strong. And that's, you know, just a kind of an underlying theme, a theme that you see is that these coaches really work well together. They, um, you know, they've worked together a lot. They're kind of cut from the same cloth as it, as it pertains to the different places they've been. I know um, uh, UL has been, been one landing spot for a lot of these guys as well as Mississippi state. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that there's a big trust factor there, and that's the one thing that, that this team has talked about is just having that trust factor and saying, you know, as a coaching staff, we're all kind of figuring this thing out together. But at the end of the day, you know, we lean on each other. We trust in each other to do our jobs. Not a lot of questions are being asked. You go out there, you coach them up, you get ready to play. And so I think that, the you know, the mindset going into this, despite only playing three games this season – is that we're ready to go full board and we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, compete just like we would any other time. And, um, you know, just, just, uh, you know, I guess bring it, bring as much heat to the game as you possibly can. And, and, you know, just hope that everyone stays safe in the process. And, you know, I think that the mindset and the mentality is extremely positive, especially during a time like this um, when you're dealing with the pandemic and something that people have never seen in their lifetime. Lauren Sisler of ESPN and AL.com joining us here on Pigskin Pixel 93.5 WAXM. Lauren, over the past 24 hours, really, sports has taken a different term out, a different turn Excuse me, outside of COVID-19. Games have been postponed in NBA, MLB, WNBA, now the NHL, due to social justice uh, because of the killing of Jacob Blake in the state of Wisconsin by a police officer. Have you heard anything from Austin Peay or Central Arkansas about any of their players talking about doing something similar for Saturday night? Nope, that has not been part of any discussion at this point. And I think, you know, really one thing you'll learn is a lot of these schools and programs and not just these two programs, um, you know, when, when you know, I, obviously being here at AL.com, I've had the opportunity mm-hmm. to cover Alabama and Auburn um, in depth as well and really kind of been a part of sort of how things have transpired in recent months as it pertains to not only the pandemic, but like you said, you know, the, the so- social unrest that we're, we're seeing here in the United States. And I think that what I'm learning in this process is that really these schools are trying to give these players a voice. They're Mm -hmm. trying to give them an opportunity to speak up and speak out and really leaning on their leadership, leading on their leaders to kind of lead that conversation. And I think more and more conversations are happening within these programs so that, you know, guys are on the same page. There's more of an understanding um, asking those hard questions because there are a lot of uncomfortable conversations that are being had, but those conversations are also leading down a path to um, a better understanding and u- ultimately a greater respect for everyone involved. And I think that's the one you know theme that I've seen across the board is that th- th- that, that these conversations are leading to um, more respect uh, and, and really just an overall more compassion and love for one another. And I think that's what I love so much about more specifically the co- you know, college mm-hmm. football in general, but the sports world, you know, where this is an opportunity to blend different backgrounds, to blend different cultures together, where people come together united on one front to compete and do, you know, to, to, to compete for one another and ultimately be part of that one goal is to go out there and compete and, and, and lay it all out on the field or lay it on the, you know, the, the, the court or whatever it may be. 
And to be part of that, I think, is really something special. And as a former athlete myself, you know, I was a gymnast at Rutgers. Mm -hmm. And um, being part of that, being part of that sisterhood, you know, is is truly an honor and a blessing. And I think that um, a lot of these players will tell you a a lot of the same things, that during this time, they really have had each other to lean on, to learn, to listen, to talk, and to ultimately grow as people, as more compassionate people, to better understand what it is we're all going through and the uniqueness of what someone um, is going through and what they've had to endure uh, in their upbringing, up in their life, and, and how they've had to overcome some of the cultural barriers that might have been set forth um, you know, here in this country as, as we stand today. Lauren Sisler of ESPN should be on the sideline for the Guardian Credit Union FCS kickoff at Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama between Austin P and Central Arkansas, 9 o'clock Eastern, ESPN Saturday night. Matt Berry and Mike Gullick Jr. will be on the call with Lauren on the sideline. She also works with AL.com. Lauren, enjoy the game Saturday night. Enjoy the season coming up. I know it's going to be a wild and odd one for you and everybody involved there with ESPN broadcasting the games. But thank you so much for joining us here today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll check in with you guys soon. Um, Stay safe and stay healthy. Good to hear. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren Sisler of ESPN joining us here on Pigskin Picks on 93.5 WXM. We'll come right back and pick the high school games of the weekend here on 93.5 WAXM. Listen up, folks. This is Jason Collins from right here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. And I've got some crazy good deals for you this month. So listen up. It's our Yellow Tag sales event here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. I'm talking about savings like never before on our new Ford lineup and all of our pre-owned inventory. If you're in the market for a new Ford, don't look no further because here at Freedom Ford, I guarantee you the best deal plus you will get a lifetime powertrain warranty at no additional cost. So come on in and look for the yellow tags hanging in the windows and see the crazy good deals going on here at Freedom Ford in Wise, Virginia. Does your car need an upgrade? Eastman Credit Union has a loan for that. Are you dreaming of a vacation? Are you planning your future? We've got a loan for that too. Whatever you're dreaming of, ECU can help you get there with a wide variety of loans customized for your needs. Whether it's an auto or RV loan, a personal loan, or a student loan, ECU has a loan for you. To apply or learn more about ECU's convenient loans, visit www.ecu.org loans. Pizza King in Wise and Big Stone Gap has a great menu with a variety of options from pizza to pasta to wings to subs. Pizza King offers lunch and late night specials. Give Pizza King a call at 276-523-1010 in Big Stone Gap or 328-1010 in Wise to place your order. You can choose to pick it up or have it delivered from their castle to yours. Order online and view their full menu at PizzaKingDelivers.com. Hi. I'm Jason Sturgill, financial advisor with Wells Fargo Advisors. We are certainly going through some unusual and trying times, but I want you to know that Wells Fargo Advisors is here for you when you need us. During this time, we are still offering one-on-one appointments in our local offices, as well as phone and remote video appointments. So whether you're concerned with the market, need a retirement checkup, or would just like to get started, give me a call today at 276 325-5061. Together, we will develop an investment plan tailored to your needs 
and designed to weather market volatility. Again, that number is 276-325-5061. Stay local. Earn money. Your path to a career begins at home. Enroll in MECC's online courses today. Visit mecc.edu forward slash apply. WAXM, Jacob Townsend, Corey Sanchez, and Zach Helton here with you tonight. And if you are listening to us here on Thursday night, yes, there is a game going on over on our sister station, 92.5 and 1220 WLSD, Johnson County and Sullivan North. So if you're hearing my voices in a couple of different stations, that's how we recorded this show earlier today. And speaking of that game, fellas, let's go ahead and just get that started. There are a couple of 0-1 teams. They missed some time uh, of practice because of COVID-19 inside their locker rooms there. They both had a short practice time for the first game, and it really showed in both of those contests. Well, let's start with you, Zach. Who gets their first win on the board, Johnson County or Sullivan North here in 2020? Yeah, and then, uh, you know, this week you're going to have another short week with moving everything to Thursday. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh, Sullivan North being the home team has got the upper hand here, Johnson. Uh, you know, it's not that terrible of a trip from Johnson County, mm-hmm. but still you, you got to get on the bus and, and go. Uh, that gives Sullivan North a little bit of a, you know, an edge, kind of relaxing a little bit, maybe watching some tape, maybe getting a walkthrough in before uh, the Longhorns get there. Uh, you know, I, I got to feel good about Sullivan North, and, and I think uh, they're going to get win number one, and Johnson County unfortunately moves to 0-2. Corey? Yeah, uh, Sullivan North won the last seven out of eight in this matchup, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take Sullivan North in this game. I'm going to go North as well. I'm going to keep picking the Raiders that I'll see every week so I don't have uh, come out of the stadium with a flat tire on the station vehicle. I'm just <laughs> I'm doing it for fiscal reasons. Is the fiscal and safety reasons are the only reasons why. But uh, I, I like Johnson County. They're trying to find a couple of different things. They've got a new quarterback there in Dalton Brown. Uh, but I think Sullivan North may just have too many athletes for this game. Isaiah Pruitt, I think, may be the difference maker there of his legs, maybe more than his arm there at quarterback for the Raiders. Let's move to tomorrow night, Friday. First game, David Crockett at Science Hill. Another game where both teams are trying to find their first win, Corey. Oh, yeah, I think Science Hill's going to get this one right here against David Crockett. Were they like 13-1 and one, um, for uh, all time? 8-0 all time, really. Uh, and so I, I think that Science Hill, they've got this one in the bag against David Crockett. Yeah, they never lost to him there in Johnson City. They did lose last year in Jonesboro in that shootout. Right. 60 to something there in that long four-hour, five-hour game that WCYB had last year. Mm-hmm. We are talking about WCYB earlier in the show. Uh, but I'm going to go David Crockett. I'm going to keep trusting in Prince Collie until maybe I just get burned one too many times. Zach? Yeah, well, I think you're going to get burned. Okay. <laughs> Science, yeah. Hill. Science Hill at home is, is always tough to beat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like we mentioned earlier, Crockett uh, just one win in the series, although it was last year. I think this year uh, you have uh, Science Hill's depth uh, there at home and uh, the coaching staff at Science Hill a little more experienced. I think uh, they can kind of find ways to uh, make more of uh, less time than maybe David Crockett in this one uh, in the preparation part of things. So I think I'm going to take Science Hill and uh, the uh, toppers get win number one this year. All right, I'll go, I'll go by myself there on the pioneers of David Crockett and the fighting Hayden Shanley's. Daniel Boone at Greenville. Greenville getting their season started since they didn't get to play last week. I'll go ahead and give my first pick here. I will go Greenville. 
getting off the uh, snide there with their first one in their first game, not really off the snide, but just getting the season started. And Daniel Boone falls to 0-2, Zach. Yeah, I'm with you right there. Daniel Boone, 0-2. Uh, you know, they uh, had a tough uh, game with, uh, you know, private school, but Greenville has had two weeks plus, essentially, to prepare for this. Plus, they lead the series. So, uh, I think they win their fifth in a row against Boone and uh, get uh, the 2020 uh I wouldn't even call it a campaign. I'm going to call it a uh, a cluster off to uh, the <laughs> rousing start okay. there in Greenville. Corey? Yeah, I think I'm going to go against the grain here and go Greenville as well, too. Uh, <laughs> do they even lose? That's the question. Only when they play Elizabethton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, only when they play Elizabethton last year in Powell is their only losses. They do have to get in. This will be the first game under Eddie Spradlin, the new head coach this year in his first season, but I don't think it's going to be much of an issue there for the Green Devils. Speaking of a great team, Elizabethton, they're back at home hosting Sullivan East. Anybody going to go Patriots here? I'll let uh, I'll let Zach have first dibs on this one. Uh, quick answer, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Elizabethton leads the all-time series 45-5. to and number six may not come anytime soon for the old Patriots. I would have okay. to agree. Yeah, yeah they're, the, they're the one school in Sullivan County that is going to have more chances at these teams after 2020, but I don't think it's coming this year. I will go Elizabethan as well. I'm guessing, Corey, you may join us. Yeah, I, I don't think they've, like, they've only won three times since the Ford administration against Elizabethan. I don't see that changing now. So I, I'm going to go with Uncle Sean and uh, Elizabeth and the Cyclones. I, I, I'm i not sure if this game will be very close at all. I don't think it was close last year, if memory serves me. I think it was a pretty big blowout there for the Cyclones in 2019, uh, if memory serves me. Yeah, 63 to 63-9 last year when the Cyclones took down the Patriots under head coach Mike Locke, but I think it will be something similar again this year. Uh, everybody loved what they saw from Dobbins better than week one. They now head to Oak Ridge. Corey, you going to love them in week two? Uh, I think that decision is rather nuclear, as I'm going to go with Oak Ridge in that one. All right, I see what you did there, Y12. Uh, Zach? Who gave Corey all these great puns today? He's uh, thrown out a Ford administration yeah. and a nuclear pun already. We're not even halfway through. You motivated but, him yeah. last week, uh, Zach. You made him do some research. I, I think I pulled the devil out in it. Yeah, Bob has been at Oak Ridge. You know, close series regardless. Mm-hmm. Oak Ridge leads uh, 22-20, but uh, last year was kind of a blowout. Uh, I think this one's going to be a close one, um, but I'm going to go with Dobbins-Bennett. I think Dobbins-Bennett pulls this one off late, and uh, despite being on the road, I'm going to go Indians. Is that still allowed to say? We say Indians. Dobbins-Bennett wins this week. It's still okay for this year. It's th- they're still the okay. Indians for now. Uh, I'm going to go Dobbins-Bennett okay. as well. You talked about last year not being very close in Kingsport, 41-6. to Dobbins Bennett got that win last year over Oak Ridge. I don't think it's going to be that same score this year, but I do think Dobbins Bennett's able to pull this one out for uh, the fighting Joey Christians. All right, we talked about WCYB earlier. This is their game of the week this week. Sullivan South at Cherokee. Cherokee 1-0 after their big win over Union County. Sullivan South getting their season started. Last week, I know we picked Sullivan South at Volunteer. That game was not played. Uh, they had talked about playing that game this actually this week that we're talking about, but they decided to push that game all the way back to September. So they're not going to play that game right now. I was a little bit too early on that pick, but we'll get to that in a few weeks. But Sullivan South getting their season started at Cherokee. I'm going to go Cherokee. I think I liked what I saw out of Jason Lawson and his crew there in the first game. I'll say they get their second win of the year and give Sullivan South their first loss in the first game. How about you, Zach? 
Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Sullivan South, it's been a, a weird week. You know, essentially they kind of thought, well, they'd be playing maybe Monday night, mm. and, and, they've, and they've prepared for volunteer, and then you got a quick turnaround to prepare for a, a pretty good Cherokee team. And uh, Cherokee, are, uh, you know, they're uh, down a couple games in the series. South leads the series 8-6, to six, but Cherokee has won the last three, mm-hmm. and I think they make it four tomorrow night. Corey? You know, it's ironic that the president's going to speak tonight on Thursday, and what's the song that the president always walks out to? It's Hail to the Chiefs. I am hailing to the Chiefs. I'm taking Cherokee. Okay, I like it. I uh, I like it. Uh, Jason Lawson, the Chiefs moved the 2-0. and You're right, they did get the big win over Sullivan South last year, 32-30, to Zach. Uh, volunteer at Sullivan Central. Volunteer, like I just said a moment ago, getting their season started here at Sullivan Central. Corey, I'll let you have first dibs on this one. Who you like in this game? I volunteer to pick the Eagles in this one. Really? Going volunteer? All right. Yeah. Uh, not as impressive. Sullivan Central are still not bought in on the Cougars just yet. Zach? Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am always hitching my wagon yes. to the Cougars. So, uh, Cougars or die for me. And uh, I think uh, Cougars at home win by, uh, let's go points. I'll say uh, six. Ooh, okay. I like it. Uh, I'm not as diehard on the Cougars as you are, Zach, but I will go Sullivan Central. They made a believer out of me last week. But I saw that offense between Will Nottingham and Connor Wilson. I think Chris Tigger's got a good team. I do think they get that first win. I mean, that second win of the season in week two. Volunteer falls to 0-1 in Jesse McMillan's first game as head coach. South Green Cougars at- find their way to score. Cougars find their way to score. <laughs> they do. They are resilient, and uh, they always get it done. Uh, South Green at Lakeway Christian. This was a late add to the schedule due to some COVID-19 uh, schedule changes due to Carter County not playing. South Green had to go find a game. They go on the road to Lakeway Christian. Zach, who you got? You know, Lakeway uh, got a new coach, uh, Jermel Jones, in his first year. He won a state title in Florida, which is always impressive with uh, the quality of high school football down there. Uh, so, I, I'm kind of on the Corey uh, Sanchez bandwagon here. Lakeway Christian, although they haven't had sports very long, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've got a coach with a resume and, and an ability to go find players. I think uh, Lakeway Christian at home takes care of South Green this week. Corey? I'm going to go economically here. I'm going to go with Lakeway Christian. Never go against a private school. At least not again, right? Not, not no, ever again. never again. Okay. Nope, never again. <laughs> I'm going to go Lakeway Christian as well. I'm going to go South Green, go against South Green again. I feel bad for Sean Jones and the Rebels. So I keep picking against them, but I do like Lakeway Christian here to get the win in that new stadium of theirs. That's really a big reason why South Green wanted to go down there. They thought that maybe they could get a few more fans in the seats there for South Green if they made the road trip to Lakeway Christian. All right, our final game, North Green at Cosby. Everybody getting started. And uh, I will get this one with the first pick here. I will go um, – I've been sort of back and forth. I'm going to go Cosby, though. I'll say Cosby. I'll go home team with the first win. Everybody getting their season started. I'll go Cosby in week one. Zach? Contrary to popular belief, everyone, Cosby High School has nothing to do with Bill Cosby. No, at least not Uh, anymore. Not anymore. Uh, They've shied away from that. But uh, uh, Cosby uh, has won the last two in the series. This series rather close. North Green uh, leads 13-9, but – I think this one's going to be a battle. Uh, both teams trying to find themselves. They've had two weeks to prepare. Uh, but I think I'm going to go North Green. I think North mm. Green goes on the road and uh, pulls it off and uh, takes care of uh, Cosby. The fighting Andrew Murrays and the Huskies get the win there for Zach Helton, he says. How about you, Corey? Well, you know, there, Jacob, I'm going to take Cosby, <laughs> of course, in this one. 
with the home team. Uh, I like it. You, br- you brought me into this world. I'm going to take you out, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're, sh- we're showing our old, uh, how-, how much we know about old TV shows there. I like it. Right. Uh, if you don't know it, folks, uh, hopefully you know it by now because of our last segment there, my interview with ESPN's Lauren Sisler. But uh, there is college football this weekend. We won't usually pick these games. But since it's the only one, and it is the first one, we will. Austin P at Central Arkansas. It's in the big FCS kickoff in Montgomery, Alabama. The Governors against the Bears. Sadly, they're not playing the game at Central Arkansas, so everybody can see that atrocious field of gray and uh, purple all over the field there in uh, Conway, Arkansas. But, Zach, I'll let you have first dibs here. Who you like in the first college football game of 2020? Well, you know, uh, this is an intriguing matchup of, two teams that uh, were in the FCF playoff, mm-hmm. FCS playoffs last year. Austin P made a pretty good little run. Central Arkansas lost in the first round. But uh, AP, uh, Jeff Gooch, mm-hmm. say it loudly, Gooch, former <laughs> NFL player, played at uh, Austin P. Yes. But Central Arkansas is the uh, former home of Scotty Pippen. Yes, it is. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, a big Bulls fan from uh, growing up during the Jordan Pippen Rodman era. I'm going to take Central Arkansas in this one. Corey? Uh, I am actually an interesting thing is I have a friend that I met from Central Arkansas. They work down there in their advancement office. And former Washington Redskin Monte Coleman, I will take the Bears and I will wear the purple and gray striped proud for the uh, sons of Conway, Arkansas. Well, I was hoping somebody would pick Austin P because I wanted the channel Unzip Your Fly and Let's Go P. But uh, we didn't get that opportunity there. Um, but sadly, I, I'm going to go Central Arkansas as well. Austin P having to replace their head coach here in a late sort of situation. Mark Hudspeth got in some trouble, had to resign back in July after only one season while him being the head coach. Uh, I think just too much going around there of Austin P. They have to go down to Alabama. I'm going to go Central Arkansas here as well. We're all on the Bears to get the college football season started there on Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Well, fellas. So I don't uh, think anyone's trusting any governors right now. So we'll, yeah, right. We'll <laughs> that's, that's well said. That is well said by you there, Zach Helton, as always. Um, well, fellas, thanks as always. We will talk to you hopefully again next week. We'll pick some more high school games. We'll even have some more college games to get uh, ready for. And also the plan for next week is we're going to have our Kentucky Coaches Show. So there's going to be some Kentucky coaches joining us as well throughout the show. So we're going to be looking forward to to that but uh, as always guys good luck to you enjoy your high school football thursday and friday nights and enjoy your college football saturday nights as well and zach if you have another party over there in uh, russell county watching some high school football let us know everyone's invited come on okay over. <laughs> yeah just uh, bring, bring your own beverage yeah just send out some gps coordinates and everybody will get their way there there you go uh and Corey, hopefully by next week we'll see if uh anything's changed with your washington football team uh, it, it's a good chance that it probably will because they change more than the tide and the of the moon. So yeah, I'm, I'll be waiting. I'm just uh, I'm always impressed by their inside investigations. They do a wonderful job with this. Uh, what funny story before you let me go? I will. That there is a random, um, there's a random story that said that that uh, Beth Wilkinson and that internal group was actually. Uh, recommended by Roger Goodell Ooh. to go in there and spy on the team. Uh, so 
it's probably good in a sense. So yeah. Snyder technically did not hire those people. They were forced upon him. So. Well, you know, and he has such a good record of his uh, hiring and firing there. So. Uh, that's true. That's a good way to go about it. As long as they didn't hire Steve Spurrier again to do it, I think everything may turn out okay for him. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you all again next Friday night, or excuse me, next Thursday night. You, if you're listening to us on Friday, we'll talk to you then as well here on Pigskin Picks. Hopefully, you've been listening to us on our sister station as well on Thursday night for Johnson County and Sullivan North. If you're listening to us live, go ahead and turn over there to 92.5 and take a listen with me and Jacob Call, the head coach of the Burton Raiders, on the call. Jacob Townsend, Corey Sanchez, Zach Helton. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for so much for listening. Pigskin Picks on 93.5 WAXM. <laughs>